Hey leader, David Burkus here, author of four best-selling books on helping leaders and teams do their best work ever. And in this video, we're gonna talk about how you lead the creative problem-solving process. Creativity is a team sport, and the teams with the best leaders who lead them through the best process win that sport more often. At its core, knowledge work is about solving problems. Leaders and teams are asked to solve problems that generate new and useful solutions for their companies, for their customers. It's about creativity. It's about tapping into the creativity and innovation of the team so that you can solve those problems and create more value. And I've said often and I've said for a decade that creativity is a team sport. When you can tap into the the creativity of everyone on your team, when you can tap into the idea generation of everyone on your team, your team will fare much better. But when you ask most leaders, how do you solve problems? How do you generate creative ideas? You get uh, largely the same answer. You get that we put our heads together, that we brainstorm. When you ask them to describe the actual process, what you get is something that looks uh, an awful lot like a half-baked attempt at Alex Osborne's original brainstorming. You get people filing into a conference room, somebody grabs a whiteboard marker, and they just start spitballing random ideas. There's no consideration to what their question they're trying to solve truly is. There's no consideration to how they're going to judge ideas. They just start throwing out ideas. Eventually, they arrive at consensus. Somebody circles one on the board. They go implement, and it doesn't work. Despite being widely employed, this method of just putting people in a room and generating ideas doesn't work. When you look at the most consistently creative companies, teams, leaders, all of them have the same thing in common, and that is that they understand that their job is to lead the team through a creative process or process for my Commonwealth country friends. Their job is to lead people through multiple different stages of solutions. If you're trying to problem solve, if you're trying to generate creative ideas, there's not one meeting. Uh, there's actually three. So in this video, we're going to cover those three meetings really quickly. And I know what you're thinking. Oh my gosh, three meetings instead of one, thinking about all logistics. Don't worry. We got you covered about who you need to invite and what your objectives for that meeting are so that you can implement all three and solve problems better. Now, the first meeting that you're going to want to call is the problem meeting. I mean, the goal of this meeting is literally to define the problem. How often do we encounter a problem, generate a bunch of ideas to try and solve it, and we end up finding out that we're solving for a symptom of the disease and not the root problem? So it's worth taking some time to figure out, do we actually have the right problem? Do we have the right question that we're looking for? There's some research that might have to be done ahead of this meeting, and this meeting is probably going to be more people than just your team. Everybody who might know something about the problem at hand, everybody who this problem affects should probably be in this meeting. And there's a couple different tools that you can use. I'm a big fan of the Toyota Five Whys method. I'm also a big fan of the sort of fishbone for finding that root cause of the problem. There's a bunch of different things you can find. But the, the real magic happens when you invite an attendee list of people who are beyond just your team, who are everyone in the organization for whom is, is touched or affected by that problem. That might even mean customers, that might even mean vendors, that might even mean suppliers. But if you can get them all in the room to discuss the problem, then what you arrive at is you're most likely, you've just found 
the root problem by nature. Your uh, main facilitation goal should be to steer people towards the problem question. If you are familiar with the world of design thinking, one of the best ways you can phrase the question your people need to solve is how might we blank? How might we increase sales without increasing our marketing revenue? Or how might we increase our customer retention numbers? What, whatever it is, start it off with how might we. And what I love about how might we is that how might we, when it's taken into the next meeting, and we'll talk about the next meeting in a moment, how might we doesn't send the message that there is a right answer. It sends the message that there are multiple different answers because the job in the brainstorming meeting is to generate lots of solutions. And the job in the last meeting will be to identify the one of best fit, but not necessarily the right. So I love this question, how might we blank in order to send a message to the people who are going to be coming up with ideas that there are lots of different ideas and that's what we're going for. That's the problem meeting. Now your second meeting that you're gonna call and that the attendee list is gonna be a little bit different is the idea meeting. This is the brainstorming meeting if you wanna use that technique. I recommend a couple different things here. I recommend that you send out the problem question and any background material ahead of time and encourage people to come prepared with a first round of ideas. Sometimes if you don't have the time to do that, then outlining all of that in the beginning of this idea meeting and having a time of silent generation of ideas can work really, really well. See, the big problem in a lot of brainstorming meetings and a lot of ideation sessions is that the over-talkers tend to dominate. Those extroverts who really enjoy hearing themselves talk, these are the people that tend to dominate and smaller, quieter, more introverted voices get left behind. And you want to avoid that, both by good facilitation of calling on sort of everyone, but you also want to leverage structured silence and that period of silent idea generation to let people come up with their ideas, come back and share them, and send the message that everybody, regardless of the decibels of volume of their voice, everybody has an equally valid shot of finding the right idea or finding an idea that spurs us on towards the right idea. Like a traditional brainstorming rules here, you're going for quantity. You are trying to generate as many ideas as you can. However, unlike the rules of traditional brainstorming, it's actually not that good of an idea to sacrifice any conflict or debate for the sake of quantity. What I mean by that is that while the original rules for brainstorming said things like, no idea is a bad idea, let's be honest some ideas are terrible. And there's a lot of good research, relatively recent research, that suggests that by pushing back on the idea, you encourage people to think more broadly about it, you end up generating more ideas, you arrive at a better quality decision if you can have people harness task-focused conflict, a task-focused pushing back on the idea, not the person. Now, how do you do that? There's a number of different ways. Probably my favorite one, and this will be your job as the facilitator, is to make sure that people aren't challenging the idea. If they disagree with the idea, make sure that they are challenging the assumptions behind the idea. But you do want to harness the power of conflict. You just want to keep it task-focused and make sure it's respectful dissent, not just dissent and debate and argumentation. If you do that, you will generate more ideas. It doesn't actually stop the flow of ideas. And the ideas that come out will be higher quality. You'll end up with a large list of ideas to take into the next, the third, and final meeting, the decision meeting. Now, the decision meeting could actually be take a short break and then move the same attendee list into a, a different meeting. It depends on how much time you have, how big the problem is, etc. But I like to put a break in here no matter what because it gives people the opportunity to excuse themselves if they're irrelevant to the decision. Now, the goal of the decision-making meeting is to make a decision. That's why it's called the decision-making meeting. 
But I think here we need to emphasize that the first thing you need to do in order to make an informed decision is to eliminate those ideas that are, I mean, honestly, kind of irrelevant. I have been in meetings where people go through the list of available ideas, debate and argue over everything. And then when you ask them to do something like ranked choice voting, you know, to list your top three favorite ideas, you find out that people have been defending ideas, defending solutions that aren't even in their top five. So why bother? So I like to start this decision-making meeting by just quickly eliminating the ideas that just, you know, all everyone agrees will not work. Ranked choice voting can work really, really well, or you could actually just have, you could go item by item through the available ideas and see if there are any idea champions for that particular solution. And if there aren't, just sort of eliminate it and focus in on the four or five ideas that everybody agrees will work. It's just a question of figuring out whether or not they are the best fit. Now, the key to making the best decision, I'll be honest with you right up front, there is no right decision. And the key to making a good decision is to, well, to look for the good decision, not the right decision. It's impossible in any of these meetings to have all of the actual available information out there. When you start down the process, you, you've done the work of shortening your odds, of increasing the chances of finding that good idea. But when you get in the midst of implementing the idea, things are gonna change, that's okay. If you're sold out to the idea that we are looking for the answer of best fit, we're looking for the good or the best idea, not the right idea, you have a much better chance of building some consensus around one or two of those ideas, preferably one of those ideas. So you make that decision, that one with full commitment, and you start to develop action items, you start to develop a plan for implementation, you start to move forward with the confidence that you have done a great job of leading that problem-solving process and leading your team to the answer of best fit. So we've just outlined that process, the three-stage process, that brainstorming is not one meeting, it's three meetings. And I know, I said this earlier, that that sounds like a lot of logistical hassle. It sounds like a lot of work. I get it. But it's a lot of work that will save you a lot of time in the long run. Because you are leading your team through a structured process that will find the best answer, much more likely than that single solitary, let's get into the conference room and let's throw out some ideas on a whiteboard. And you want to know why? Because when you treat brainstorming as one meeting instead of a larger process, do you know what the most common idea that comes up in those meetings is? The most common idea that comes up in a single solitary brainstorming meeting is, oh man, we need more time. We need to schedule another meeting. Plan for it. Lead your team through a structured process and you'll find that you help them generate not only more ideas, but you help them converge on the idea of best fit, the right idea. And that's how you make sure your team wins at the team sport of creativity. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And while you're there, leave a rating and review because it helps share these messages with many, many or people. And if you really liked it and you want to go deeper, then check out the amazing resources we have for you at davidberkuscom slash resources. Guaranteed there's something in there that'll help you or your team do your best work ever.